Today's show is sponsored by the MultiorgasmicMama.com. If lack of confidence, low libido, or guilt and shame around your sexuality are the cause of your bedroom woes, you know, the hot wild sex you never have anymore, or the transition into motherhood that sucked your libido dry, let me help you get your mojo and magnetic feminine spark back. Magic, miracles, total self-love, and multi-orgasmic bliss included. See you at TheMultiorgasmicMama.com. Hello beauties, welcome back. <laughs> I am excited to be back after my Mardi Gras staycation here in New Orleans. I took the week off mostly from work and I am excited to be back uh, sharing with you today how to ask for what you want without sounding like a bitch and then six ways to overcome rejection. The asking for what you want thing is something people ask me all the time advice for. And I don't really give advice. I'm not an advice giver. I am a, a sex coach. Uh, you can get advice from your friends and from your family. <laughs> but because this is such a common topic, I wanted to give you three steps to asking for what you want without sounding like a bitch. And then how can you overcome a rejection if that happens? Ladies, I know, I've been going through the feels a lot about what it means to be a strong, independent woman who knows what I want and struggling to either not sound like a crazy bitch or worry about getting rejected. After talking to so many women, these seem to be the biggest two fears around asking for what you want or talking with your partner about more specific sexual requests in particular. Now, what I found is that asking for what you want is something almost every single woman struggles with, whether she's in a relationship or not. And it's a paradox, because on one hand, we've got men sitting over here like, oh my God, if only I knew what she wanted, I'd give her the world and more, but she doesn't tell me, she doesn't know, she's not clear, or when she does ask, she sounds like a crazy bitch, or she's too demanding. And then we've got other men that simply aren't emotionally available, ready, or capable of giving you what you want. And if you request something from one of these men, you're most likely going to get rejected, and that fucking sucks too. Both of these circumstances leave women feeling like they can't ask for what they want without sounding bitchy or demanding or getting rejected, which I know from personal experience completely sucks. Because if you're listening to this podcast, I know that you're a strong, independent woman who wants a better sex life and a better love life. And you want to know how to ask for what you want in a way that's fun and pleasurable. And you want to know how to better handle the rejection and not let it ruin your life. <laughs> that happens too. The reason that I am such an advocate for women asking specifically for what they want is that it is the reason that the gender gap still exists. It's the reason women get raises less often. It's the reason that we're more unsatisfied and unfulfilled than men. It's the reason that depression rates are at an all-time high for women. And when we don't ask for what we want, we become bitter. And bitter women are usually really bitchy women. <laughs> That's not cool. Have you ever heard the saying that goes, what you can't say owns you? and what you hide controls you. I love this one because it highlights how the more that we hide something or don't share our heart's desires, the more control this desire or thing that we want has over us. In relationships or dating, not sharing what you want means that you are taking away the opportunity for you and the object of your affection to grow and have a deeper level of intimacy. And a lot of us are taught that if we share fantasy or something edgy, or if we get super vulnerable with our partner and ask for the thing our heart most desires, then we're going to create distance with them, or we might set ourselves up for rejection. But I don't believe this is true. 
I believe that you create more intimacy with this person because you're asking or sharing something with them that you're not asking or sharing with anyone else. And that's what creates more intimacy. And in dating, it gives the other person the opportunity to step up without smothering them or making demands on them or putting rules or expectations on them. And you must be able to share what you really want because in relationships and dating, this person is a mirror to yourself. And if you're not able to share what you want with this person, then the question that you should probably be asking yourself is if this person is who I should be with right now. And if this is a dating partner, then asking for what you want lets you know if this person is emotionally available and capable of stepping up right now or not. So how can you ask for what you want without sounding like a crazy bitch or worrying about rejection? There are three steps. The first step is to sit down and talk about it from your heart before doing anything or taking any action. You can't go talking from your head now or from your fears, especially. <laughs> you got to speak from your heart and you need to be showing lots of appreciation for him or her for taking the time to speak with you. And you can start by telling your person how hard it is for you to even sit down and make this request and that you really appreciate them for doing this. When you say this, he or she will feel your vulnerability and how special this request really is. Step two is to make a clear actionable and completable request. Ladies, this one's big for you. This means that you don't make him, you don't ask him to make you feel a certain way. You want to ask him for something that he will do because something that he never will do isn't actionable and completable. So ask for something that can be completed so you can both feel like you've won and then you can tell him how that would make you feel. Now let's put this in an example. If you want to ask for something sexually specifically, say maybe you want him to do more things throughout the day that turn you on. You're going to say something like, Hey baby, I love getting sexy with you, but could you like give me a hug or touch me this way more often or send me a sexy text or two throughout the day? Because that would really help me to feel more turned on when we actually have time for sex. All right. Number three is wait for the response. So your partner can either respond how you're hoping with a yes, or she or he may say no or not respond at all or he may respond with a counter offer. And regardless of how he responds, you wanna appreciate him for listening to your request. And if he's open to giving you this request or the two of you have negotiated a counter offer, you need to give lots of appreciation for that as well. And if he says no or is non-responsive, and that's where the challenge comes in. Oh God, do I do this one so well. <laughs> this is where most people will freak the fuck out and start to spin and go in a downward spiral because really rejection just sucks. And I'll tell you, I am so guilty of this. It's not fun to be rejected at all. It hurts your ego big time and it really does suck. So I do feel you. If your request gets rejected, then there are six steps that you can take to overcome this rejection and not let it ruin your life. All of them are challenging. I am not going to lie. It is so challenging to overcome this because if you're asking someone that you're close to uh, something that's really vulnerable for you to ask and they don't respond or they just say no, uh, that's a huge blow to your system. So you can overcome this and recover by one, giving yourself so much compassion for having the courage to ask it all.
If you're a woman who's made a request to a man that says no or is non-responsive, I want you to flood yourself with a big old wave of love and compassion for asking for what you want anyway. You had the courage to do it. And you did. You stood up for what you wanted and you asked for it. And that is huge. Don't ever fucking stop. Number two, don't interpret the rejection as a reflection on you because it's probably not. This is the most important thing. You can't let that bad feeling that the rejection caused mean anything about you. And don't let it get in the way of asking for asking, making your request a second time. Of course, the second time is going to feel more terrifying and risky, knowing that you've already been told no or you were ignored before. But if after the second time and the answer is still a no or non-response, then understand that this person is probably trying to communicate something to you that maybe they're going through a thing or maybe they're not ready or maybe they're angry at you for something you did but you're not aware of. And number three, you want to see this person as the inner child. <laughs> this one sounds weird and it sounds funny, but all of us have parts and pieces, subpersonalities and identities that make up the whole of who we are. And if you can see this person as their inner child, it can make it a lot easier for you to overcome this, uh, this rejection. If a child rejects you, do you get offended? No, you don't. <laughs> so if you can see this person as their inner child, then it's a lot less likely that you're going to be ruined by it, right? Step number four is to ask empowering questions. If you get rejected, you're going, to, you're going to spin, okay? There's probably no doubt that you're going to go into a deep, dark place and it sucks, okay? You're going to be wondering if you're good enough. You're going to be maybe feeling like you're too much or you're going to be doubting your self-worth, doubting your lovability, and doubting your worthiness even. And this is why it's so difficult to overcome rejection. But remember... Don't take it personally by asking yourself empowering questions like this. What can I learn from this? Or how can I grow from this? Or how can I feel good about this? It may take some time. It may take a week even. But you're eventually going to find an answer and it will be inevitably empowering. Step five, realize that they're not rejecting you. They're rejecting the idea of whatever you've asked for. This goes back to the don't take it personal thing, okay? Many times when our requests aren't granted or they're ignored, it's because this person has rejected the idea of what you've requested, not you. Maybe they just need more time to think about it, or maybe they need you to back away and take smaller steps. Maybe they are open to this, but what you asked for was too much and too soon, and they need more time to open up. Step number six, and this is my favorite one. <laughs> Focus on the sensation of the emotion and cycle it through the body and have a rejection gasm <laughs> or not. But in Tantra, we see that all emotions, no matter how good or bad they are, if you boil them down to their core components, they are nothing but energy. Emotions are energy. If you can notice that you aren't your thoughts, you aren't your emotions, and you can let your emotions run through your system without blocking them, then you have the opportunity to mix these emotions and the energy of them with pleasure and set yourself up for whatever kind of emotion gasm might be possible for you. <laughs> this happens to me all the time. Sometimes I have laughter gasms, sad gasms, cry gasms. Um, 
you know, ecstasy gasms, you never know, anger gasms. You can do this by connecting with the emotion. So where do you feel this rejection in your body? If you close your eyes and really feel, where do you feel that contraction? Where do you feel that shrinkingness? Where do you feel that tightness? Like, where does it really hurt you in your core? And then noticing that physical sensation and allowing the energy in this sensation to cycle through your body, up the back of the spine to the top of the head and down the front of the body through what is called the microcosmic orbit. And if you let this emotion cycle through the body and you mix it with pleasure and self-pleasure especially, bam, baby, you have just set yourself up to have a rejection gasm. <laughs> now, this topic is, you know, big enough for a whole podcast in and of itself. I just wanted you to know that it is possible to turn the feeling of rejection or any other feeling into an orgasmic experience if you allow it, because all an emotion is is energy. All right, people, that is a wrap. So let's recap. There are three steps to asking for what you want. So you don't sound like a bitch. The first is to sit down and talk about it from the heart. The second is to make a request that's clear, actionable, and completable. And the third is to wait for the response. And if it's a yes or a counter offer, then appreciate, appreciate, and more appreciation. <laughs> If it's a no or a no response, there are six ways to overcome the rejection. One, give yourself compassion for having the courage to ask anyway. Two, don't interpret the rejection as a reflection of you because it's probably not. Three, see the inner child in this person who rejects you. Four, ask empowering questions like, what can I learn from this? Or how can I grow from this? Or how can I feel good about this? Five, realize that you are, that they are not rejecting you. They're rejecting the idea of whatever you've asked for. And six, focus on the sensation of the emotion and cycle it through the body and have a rejection gasm. <laughs> Thanks for listening, people. If you are loving this content, be sure to subscribe to this podcast in your favorite podcasting app and head to www.themultiorgasmicmama.com and sign up for weekly updates. And I will see you all or talk to you all uh, next week. Bye-bye.